Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the podcast. It is greatly appreciated. Coming up, Aaron Rodgers apparently wants out of Green Bay. The Phoenix Suns and the LA Clippers, which teams are pretenders and which teams are contenders. And we talk the NFL draft. I like that move a lot. Chicago, uh, we were talking about this, I believe, in one of our uh, previous shows, how Chicago has been missing a quarterback. When you go through history and name their quarterbacks, that's that's an organization that's not known for quarterbacks. That's an organization that struggles at that position, notoriously have struggled at that position. And you have an opportunity to really build. Um, you, you've got a great defense, which you need. You've got a defense off of, offensive line. You do have offensive weapons. Now you have a mobile quarterback who has plenty of experience, who played well in college in Justin Field. I love that pick a lot. You're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Welcome to another episode of the New Channel Sports Podcast. My name is Oenyi, the one and only. I am joined by two magnificent co-hosts, but we'll get to them later. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please give us a subscribe. Please do that. You can do it on any major podcast platform available. You can do it on our website as well. That's newchannelsports.net. New channel spelled N-U channel sports. Give us a follow on Instagram. Follow us on twitter subscribe to our youtube channel check us out on afro vibes tv as well download that roku app so you can look at our wonderful faces there also come on guys we do this for you we're trying to bring out great content at any time possible if you want to interact with all three of us as well we're in the works of starting to do something to where we have our listeners interact with us but you gotta follow us on Podbeam. you follow us there we're gonna have our call-in show so the listeners can call in and debate topics with us as as well but i am the one and only O'Any, joined by my two co-hosts big low how are you doing sir it's big low coming down in ag time i'm doing great hey. man. what's going down what's going down chris what's going on i'm Hope. good i'm good i'm good i'm good i'm good right. and my other co-host joining me as well the phenomenal one chris how are you doing sir hey what is good i have breaking news for the podcast y'all ready for this breaking right. news i'm ready i'm ready podcast. i'm ready i'm doing this in honor of our fearless leader big o whose birthday is coming up soon in honor of him, my birthday gift to you, sir, is this. For our listeners that join us on Podbeam, we will have some prizes for you if you're able to answer some questions from the one and only Chris, Big Low, and O'Any. And the gifts are from O'Any. It's in, 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 in for your birthday, bro. So that's what we're doing, man. So for the pod, uh, the pod bean people who subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to pod bean. We have some gifts if you're able to answer some of our questions, and it's in honor of our fearless leader, Oingi's birthday. Oh, I appreciate that. I thought you forgot about my birthday. Nah, I man, really did. I, I, man, I got you, man. <laughs> Happy birthday! Uh, I'm getting old, though, man. Old, old, old. I'm getting just. Super old. It doesn't even make any sense how old I'm getting. But I do appreciate that for real, big dog. Yes, sir. But let's get right into the show. Let's start off with one of our segments. 
This segment is called Flashback. The new Channel Sports Podcast presents Flashback. What happened here? He got bit, I think. Evander Holyfield, look out, he's pushed right here. Above us by Tyson. He got bit in the ear. Oh my goodness, he's got a bloody right ear. Holyfield bit by a dirty Mike Tyson. I can't believe what I'm seeing. Well, first he had a parachute drop on him, now he had a heavyweight binder. So what you just heard happened back in June of 1997. The heavyweight championship was on the line. Mike Tyson goes up against Evander Holyfield. This is actually the second time they fought. The first time they fought, Evander Holyfield gave Mike Tyson a good old-fashioned whooping. And then this is the second time they fought, and, and Mike Tyson wasn't having it. He, he was complaining about headbutts, and so he just decided to, to take off a chunk of Evander Holyfield's ear. He bit that boy's ear and and a piece of it was in his mouth and he spit it out. And it was it was one of the most odd and bizarre things I've ever seen in my life. But you know, when you talk about Mike Tyson, back in the day, he he that's what he was doing. I mean, after he lost kind of what he, I want to say his aura as being the baddest man on the planet, 
he resorted to these kind of antics and Evander Holyfield was just too much for him. So he decided he was going to try and, and bite off his ear and maybe that would, would even the score. Yo, I remember that happening. Me and my dad were watching that fight and Mike Tyson was not having a good day. He was not having a good fight. Evander Holyfield was taking it to him. He was complaining of a head button and Vaseline being put on, on uh, Evander Holyfield's gloves or something like that. And, and I couldn't believe what I saw. And he, dog, he bit the dog, he bit the dog crap out of that man's ear, man. And, and, and you know how Mike Tyson was talking about he'll eat your children and he'll eat all this stuff and he'll, he'll <laughs> remember all that stuff? Look, look, look. If that didn't prove that Mike Tyson would eat your child, he'll eat your baby, your baby girl, your baby boy, that proved it. And that chunk of your Holy Holyfield's ear that he had in his mouth, that told me everything, and that scared the crap out of me, man. I was like, this boy's coming to eat me. He, he's ready to eat flesh, man. That man's accountable. You know? That's why they call him Iron Scary Mike Tyson, man. That that, that stuff was crazy, bro. Yeah, crazy time. Um, I, I just, I can't tell you the amount of respect that I have for Mike from coming back from that, right? Uh, and so what he's become now. Which is really like he's one of the the people we go to as far as like leadership. Seriously, he's one of the people we talk to like in the community. You go to Mike and you ask him questions. He has so much sage advice. So it's really the come up for me that I focus on with Mike because I was young enough to remember that that incident. But it was more of, man, look where this guy has come from. And and for all of our listeners, you can come back from anything, (laughs) anything, (laughs) man, seriously. So shout out to Mike. Yeah, big shout out to Mike. He he's one of the more intelligent boxing people I've ever met in my life. That that dude knows boxing. Like he can analyze a boxing a match to you like, you know, tenfold. And he's still in pretty good shape right now. He kind of laid easily on Roy Jones, but if you really wanted mm. to go into Roy he Jones in that fight, oh, he would have <laughs> killed that man. Oh, he would have smacked. I'm being real. So y'all, if for those who don't who who have not seen our faces, y'all can if you go on Instagram, we're there. Um, Big Lowe's a big dude. Big Lowe's a big dude, and oh, and he's kind of big too. I'm the one that's like, I don't, I don't hit the, the weights like them, but I mean, the way Mike look now, I don't think any one of us on this podcast is trying to mess with that. I don't think any oh, of us no. is trying to mess with that. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, so I, I watch a lot of, uh, I go down the hole sometimes when I watch YouTube videos um, about, I mean, it could be Mike Tyson, it can be fighting techniques, it can be watching film on football, athletes. And I've caught myself watching a lot of Mike Tyson and his boxing style is called peekaboo boxing, right? I forget the name of his legendary, you know, trainer, but this is a style that was developed back in, I want to say, the 40s. It's a very aggressive attacking style of boxing and watching his footwork Watching mm. that, if you can see me watching that side to side sway that he does, that power, even when he was out of boxing and he was out, of, he wasn't in the shape that he is now, he still has a punch. He still has plenty of power behind that punch. The probably two weeks ago, I was watching a bunch of Mike Tyson knockout. The crazy thing is this Mike Tyson is only 5'9, five, 5'10. Five, okay, so me and him are the same height. And in his heyday, Mike was around two, I want to say 250, okay? He's fighting, a lot of his knockouts, he's fighting boxers that are 6'1", 6'3", 6'6". They've got the reach on them. They've got all of these different physical advantages of them. But this dude is knocking dudes out silly, silly, man. Smacking dudes. 
dudes that are much taller, much bigger than he is. And some of these guys, have they've been knocking out people back in the gap, okay? They were intimidated by Mike Tyson. They were intimidated by this man back in his heyday. I don't know what happened just between all the arrests and all the other, you know, issues and losing his trainer and all of that. But, hey, Evander got the best of him, man. But Mike, Mike is a great. And just like you said, Chris, the fact that he's able, he's been able to come back from that, come back from everything that he's been through and be a, a godfather, you know, to a lot of people. I like that. I like you know that, what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and you've, he's even taken on that role in various movies that he's been in. He's like this godfather, all-knowing type of figure. He's like mythical presence. Bro. Oh, my goodness. It, that's yeah. what he has. He does have that, that presence. Honestly, he and, – and you said it, actually, and, and that's great. Because outside of Michael Jordan, he's probably one of the few, one of the few handful of other people that have that, that, that uh, mystique, that godlike mystique about him. Man, Mike Tyson has that. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, you talk about that mystique. You talking about you know Tiger Woods, you know Michael Jordan, Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali. They definitely have that. If you met them in in the room, you'd be like, oh my God, that's that person. But you talked about his his legacy and and when it all fell off. I mean, when when Customato, which was his trainer, when he passed away, that's pretty much to me when he started to, to lose that focus. Because it wasn't just about his aura; it was about his technique. Talking about his footwork, his 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 bobbing and his weaving. I mean, it was it was on point. He was a a very very scary and determined boxer back in his heyday, in his prime. So yeah, but that was that was past his prime when he decided to bite off Evander Holyfield's ear. But Evander Holyfield was known for headbutting, so I guess he just got tired of that. All right, so that was flashback. We go back to the fight between. Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield. Let's move on to some headlines. It's time for it's time for headlines. headlines. All right, we just talked about boxing. We have another fight that's going to take place. Floyd Mayweather. We already know who that is. Big time boxer is going to go up against Logan Paul, a YouTube sensation. He's already won two fights. He knocked out Nate Robinson, right? And he had a, a previous fight. I forgot the name of the person he knocked out, but he knocked that person out also. These two gentlemen are going to fight June 6th. What do you guys think? You think you excited to see this or, or nah? Nah, not excited. I'm not a... I'm, I don't know if any of our listeners are... Because uh, I come off like I'm old, but I'm really not. But this is just not my generation. I don't know who this individual is in Logan Paul. I don't know where his fame comes from. I believe it is YouTube and things like that, but I'm just not interested. Uh, I will watch it just to see Floyd, but if you ask me, if you gave me, gauge my interest level from one to 10, I'd give you a solid five. Mmm. Dang. Yeah, I mean, so Logan and his brother, Jake, uh, they were, they started off as sensational YouTubers. I mean, they were, um, you know, they garnered millions and millions and millions of followers and they, they uh, made a lot of money. Uh, oh, so those are shirts you always wear when you come to the podcast. You got the Jake and Logan Paul shirts you got. Get out, get out of here, fam. <laughs> <laughs> let's, 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 not, let's not do that now. But uh, no, these guys are YouTubers. And, uh, you know, look, I, I'll, I'll say this. Logan takes his crap seriously. I don't know how good he is, but he takes it seriously. Other people might be like, "Oh, I mean, he's going to come in and you know, and and get, get knocked out." He takes he takes his craft seriously. I forget the name of the dude, just like you were talking about oh, uh, his last fight, but uh, 
I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with this with this fight. Am I interested in it? No. I mean, it's one of these celebrity type things. Um, I don't know how seriously Floyd Mayweather is gonna is gonna take it. I don't think he's gonna train for it at all. Um, you know, but the only thing I gotta say is this: if you don't take it seriously, uh, you know, Jake will he'll, he'll or Logan he'll he'll put some hands on you. So it's not a game to him. Um, he takes it seriously, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't much care for the fight, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting to say the least, though. I did put a poll out on Instagram to ask if it was good or bad for boxing, and it was pretty much split right down the middle at 50-50. So some people think it's going to be good for boxing, some people going to be bad for boxing. But I'll tell you one thing. It's going to be interesting to see when people watch it because it's going to be kind of similar to what happened with Mayweather and Pacquiao. I had some casual boxing fans that watched the fight. They're like, what is this? This is, this is this is not entertaining at all because they understand that Floyd Mayweather is probably the greatest defensive boxer of all time. And when you're a great defensive anything, people don't really appreciate what you do in the ring. So when they see this fight against Logan, they might think, what the, what the hell is this? <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what happens with that fight. Next headline that we have up, Teddy Bridgewater was traded. I don't know if anybody was really interested in that, but he's traded to the Denver Broncos for a six-round pick. Does that change anything as far as the Denver Broncos for you fellas? No? Next headline. Move on. All right. <laughs> Antonio Brown is re- is re-signing with the Tampa Buccaneers one-year contract. I know Tom Brady is happy. He has another weapon there. And Antonio Brown is going to have more time to really get back to form. Because I think what you saw in the Super Bowl was close to what he, it pretty much resembles how much of a threat he can be. And now that he's going to have a full offseason, man, watch out for Antonio Brown. He might be good for some DFS. You've got every member. I think he was the last member that wasn't that wasn't coming back or the backup quarterback. I think they brought, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers brought back their backup quarterback. So Antonio Brown was the last member. Uh, just like you said, I mean, after a full offseason, I mean, this would be great. I think he'll be back to being a lethal receiver. And then let's not forget that uh, he settled with that uh, sexual assault allegation that he had, that his trainer had against him. So all that's settled. It looks like he's got all his court cases and, and, and uh, suspensions and everything out the way. So he's fully focused on football. So this would be this would be huge. This would be huge for him. All right. Uh, former Philadelphia 76er forward Julius Irving appeared on Chris Hayes' post-up podcast. And he did not have LeBron James in his first two all-time greatest teams. He, he did mention something about LeBron James was able to form his own team. So that's kind of what went into his decision not to put him on his first two all-NBA teams. And then he had Michael Jordan on his second team. Uh, you guys have any opinions about Julius Ehrman, what he was thinking about as far as not putting LeBron James on his teams? He has a right to put who he wants on his team. and um, Pretty much leave it at that. <laughs> Everybody has an opinion. You get an opinion. I get an opinion. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, but it's kind of the way that it is, though. I mean, when you have a player that grew up in a particular generation – and you grew up where you saw players play. I mean, you you kind of sort of you get your own idea of what greatness is or, or who you would put on your teams and stuff like that. Me, me and Chris have played basketball a lot. And I would say Chris has never seen me play at my best. At my best, he was, you know, a little bit younger. And I, when I was playing mid 20s, something like that, that's when I was really, really balling. But he never got an opportunity to see that. So, I mean, when people have these opinions about stuff, Julius Irvin grew up back in the day in the 70s 
where he saw different types of players. So I, I guess, like you said, Chris, it's a good, it's a good point opinion. you brought up that when you were at your heyday, I didn't get to see. So you get to make up these whack stories about how you're dunking on people. Nothing to verify it. Nothing to back it up. It's just fixed. It's fake news. Fake news. No stories. I, yeah, no you just, YouTube you're, you're, video. No. No cell phone clippings, nothing. What's, what's hey, going bro. on here? Man? Exactly. Wait, boy, boy, exactly. Low. No, no type of receipts, bro. Not nothing. Nothing. <laughs> See, and, and that's and, and that's you, what we old heads have to do, man. We didn't have cell phones everywhere. Whenever someone gets to a fight somewhere, you get the cell phones up immediately. We didn't have that. All we have are the stories that we tell. That's all we could do. We might embellish a little bit, but all we have up. is the stories. Yeah. But if you but check this so, out. If you say so. It, I like I like the point that you made though about Julius Irving, the time that he grew up, and I, I completely agree. So his first team consisted of Jerry West, Oscar Robertson, Elgin Baylor, Wilt Chamberlain, and Bill Russell. His second team was Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Karl Malone, and Kareem Abdul Jabbar. I mean, th- this is that that's that just proves your point, oh, in that this is it's about his generation. He saw the greatest of the great play. When we talking about the greatest play, a lot of times when we make our list, we don't include a lot of these guys. We, we, we just don't. You know, it's MJ, Kobe, LeBron, you know, a lot of our more recent players that have played over the last, you know, 10 to 15 years. So it's just one of those, you know, biases that we have. The younger guys are going to put the guys I just named up, and then the older ones are going to put the guys that played back in the 60s and 70s. You know, so. Right. He's not wrong, right. I guess. All right. I mean, like you said, he's entitled to his own opinion, but, you know, those are guys that he grew up with. Those are guys that he played with for the most part. So he, he knows about their greatness and he, he does Long. kind of. Really? Right. Well, Larry I mean, Bird. but he, he saw. Really? I mean, hey, he grew up with Larry Stop. Bird. Larry Bird is getting the credit for what he does either. Stop. But anyway, that's his list. That's his list. I'll leave it at that. All right. Tim Tebow works out for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not as a quarterback, though, but as a tight end. You guys have any opinion about Tim Tebow possibly becoming a tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Oh, I got so much to say Wait, about this. this. Number happen? one. Oh, we don't got time for all that, though. This, this, this is brief. This, don't, this don't, what I'm saying. Don't I, I got some, let me. Let me okay. I, I, I'm, yeah. oh, go ahead. First go of all, you didn't ruin it. I got nothing to say, bro. <laughs> I think you didn't ruin what I was going to do. Because <laughs> no, the way you said, though, I thought you were about to go in. I thought you were no, about to go no, in was, seriously, I, that's, bro. You know, that's what I do. I give you the old okie doke. I was getting ready to do the okie doke, but you didn't bit for the whole fake. You done bit for the whole pump fake like, uh, what's his name? David Robinson did when Hakeem hit him with the little, <laughs> check out the weed talk we just did. <laughs> that has been headlines. Let's get right into the bulk of our show. The NFL draft just took place. We had the first round on the NFL draft on Thursday night. And we had the yes, second sir. and third round on Friday night. We're not going to dive into the the whole NFL draft. We're just going to talk about some of the some of the picks that maybe we are interested in ourselves as hosts here on a new channel sports podcast. And of course, we all knew that Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one to the Jacksonville Jaguars. We already knew that. Everybody knew that. The whole country knew that. And I think for me personally, that's even though I knew that, that's the most compelling and the most intriguing pick. Of the whole draft for me. I'm not really a big draft guy, but a lot of people out there are. But for me, Trevor Lawrence going number one to that t- team in Jacksonville, I think that's gonna be that's gonna be something that's gonna be talked about for years and years to come. Because when you talk about the there's a lot of quarterbacks who are taken in this draft. A lot of 
not necessarily big name quarterbacks, but a lot of well known quarterbacks. You have Zach Wilson, you have Trey Lance, you have the Chicago Bears actually move up and get Justin Fields. So there's a lot of quarterbacks here that are, are well known. I kind of want to ask you guys a question about this draft, and then we can dive into it more. Who who's going to have the the more successful career, Trevor Lawrence or the field? If you had to pick one as having the better career, will it be Trevor Lawrence? Or will it be the field? I'll do you one better than that. I don't need to pick the field. I'm going to take Trey Lance from who got drafted by the 49ers. There is not a quarterback that I know of who Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan has touched who has not been blessed with the touch of a golden boy. That man has hands of gold because he is an offensive guru. He's an offensive genius. And it reminds me what happened when the actually the 49ers, when they had Alex Smith and then they took Colin Kaepernick and the way he exploded on the scene um, with his years in that organization, I think it's the same thing. But only the only difference is instead of a, a hardball, you have an offensive guru in Kyle Shanahan and you have a mobile quarterback with uh, Trey Lance. Because you, if you look at Kyle Shanahan, he had Matt Ryan, who was not a mobile quarterback, but he got him to the Super Bowl. And quite frankly, they should have won the Super Bowl. And then he also had uh, uh, Garoppolo and he got him to the Super Bowl and he put him, posi- him in a position to win the Super Bowl. And the only thing both of those quarterbacks lack is in the fourth quarter, when the D-line knows you have to pass the ball, can your quarterback get outside of the pocket? And they have that in Trey Lance. They have that guy. Whew, I'm, I'm a big fan of that pick, big fan of that organization. I think it's going to work out not just well, but very well. So you're saying that if Trevor Lawrence was drafted by the 49ers, that he would have had to game time. He would have had it's to not even okay, just so, so like that's when we're talking goat status is game is because I believe in Kyle Shanahan that much. Oh, so it's not really necessarily about the talent of the quarterback, but it's about the actual it's both. team. It's that both. I think Trey Lance has talent, and then Kyle Shanahan can get it out. But I'm, I think it's beyond obvious that uh, Trevor Lawrence has more talent, right? More upside than a Trey Lance. And Trey Lance, he's really all upside. Uh, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is upside plus skill. And when you get upside plus skill plus a great coach, that's when you get into GOAT status. Gotcha. Yeah, I like the I like that move too. My only concern with Trey Lance is just the uh I mean, North North Dakota State and the lack of experience. But he's in the perfect situation with Kyle Shannon has, so he's gonna have room to grow. Yeah. My favorite moves I, I've got I've old man grumble I'm gonna give. But one of my favorite moves was I loved how Chicago traded up with the New York Giants at the 11th pick and picked up Justin Fields. I like that move a lot. We were talking about this, I believe, in one of our uh, previous shows, how Chicago has been missing a quarterback. When you go through history and name their quarterbacks, that's that's an organization that's not known for quarterbacks. That's an organization that struggles at that position, notoriously have struggled at that position. And you have yeah. an opportunity to really build. Um, you, you've got a great defense, which you need. You've got a defense off of, offensive line. You do have offensive weapons. Now you have a mobile quarterback who has plenty of experience, who played well in college in Justin Fields. I love that pick a lot. Now, here's my old man grouch. Y'all probably gonna be like, oh, well, hold on, hold on. Before you before you jump to that, I want to talk yeah. about Justin Fields if you don't mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, when he was sliding, and a lot of people were getting upset by, it, I watched him play. I hope he does well because I don't root against anyone. I just yeah. I don't see it, man. I do yeah. not see it. 
is I feel the same way about him that I felt about this is gonna sound real bad, but the Geno Smiths of the world and the Dwayne Haskins of the world and right. the Mitchell Trubisky's of the world. I just I, I watch him in college and I don't believe it. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but when I watch him play, I just don't see an NFL quarterback. I don't. My comparison, and I've heard this before, and I think it'll translate well for the team that he's on. I see a lot of Dak Prescott in him in terms of how he plays, his size, his build, and, and even his delivery. I think that it's not a very clean, it's not very clean in terms of his fundamentals. But I just think that with the leadership quality and, and all of those things that will allow his team to play for him, you're going to see that constant growth over the next three to five, uh, four years where you do have, you, you, you don't run into the exact same situation that Dak Prescott's in right now. Whereas, oh, well, we'll question his arm talent, we'll question all these things, but he has these intangibles. That'll be great for the Chicago Bears. That's I'm what I think Justin Fields. I, I hear what you're saying. I'm not buying it at all. The, the difference with him and Dak, I think, is night and day because Dak, at the very least, coming into the NFL had some measure of accuracy when he's passing yeah. it. I just I yeah. don't see what Justin Fields. I could be wrong, right? I, I don't even think he's that great of an athlete, Fields. <laughs> I don't even see a great athlete in him. I don't know uh, why everyone in the NFL was so enamored with him. I, I just I don't see it at all. Another quarterback that we might want to hit on a little bit is Mac Jones. Going to the New England Patriots, you just talked about it, Chris, about Trey Lance going to San Francisco and, and how that's going to help him going to that particular organization. Do you think that's going to help Mac Jones going to the New England Patriots as far as his, his growth as a quarterback? Man, it's so crazy because he's for me, he's a great unknown. He had Jalen Waddle, even though Waddle was hurt last season. And then he has Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner. You just, I mean, the, the Alabama teams are so loaded. You just never know how good the quarterback is because essentially he could throw the ball anywhere he wants. Those two guys were always going to go get the ball and they're yak what they're able to do after they get the ball. So with Matt Jones, he, he came onto the scene late as far as him being a projected uh, number one pick. That kind of happens with a couple of players in every draft. But in watching him, I just I I don't feel the same way as like I feel about Fields. With Fields, I, I literally I don't see it. I'm sorry, I don't. But with Matt Jones, it's like, eh, well, it's the situation. I like your question. With the situation, you got to at least believe in him somewhat with uh, being picked by the uh, New England Patriots, you, you'd think he probably won't start the season and they'll do their best to, you know, maybe give him a year under the New England way. So he's in a good position, but it's he's one of, for me, he's just too much of an unknown because of the sheer talent that he played with at Alabama. It's unfair, but that's just, that's just, it is what it is. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with that. I think this is a good situation for him as well, where you have an opportunity to just sit back, learn the NFL, learn the New England way, learn how Bill Belichick likes to operate. I like it because what's going to happen is Cam Newton, I think, is going to have a great year. We look at last year, it was night and day before and after you had COVID. So we have to keep that in mind. So now, That's you know, he's going to be, uh, you know, what, almost, you know, a year, nine, 10 months removed from having COVID. So he should be back up and running. Cam Newton is going to make his money this year. He's going to go off, make some money next year, and then he'll be out. And then the year afterwards, you know, you have Matt Jones come in, and I think it'll be a good situation for him. And you're absolutely right. But I'm not going to fault the quarterback for having, you know, plenty of weapons around him. What you're supposed to do when you have a throw of weapons, get the ball where he needs to go, get it with accuracy, and allow your, your, your offense to move. And New England's going to be in a situation where you've got those tight ends. Um, hopefully they're bringing some, you know, some new, rece uh, some new receivers. And then he'll be ready to go next year. So I, I'm not I'm not mad at it. This this is what you need, you know, for a quarterback uh, like him, you know, just give him some time to mature and he'll be good to go. 
You guys didn't talk about um, Zach Wilson a lot going to the Jets. You guys believe that he can actually be that missing franchise quarterback for that organization that's been looking for the franchise quarterback for the longest. They traded away Sam Darnold, and now they have – they picked up Zach Wilson. Will they regret doing this, or is this a step in the right direction? Well, it's got to be a step in the right direction because Darnold was not going to be the guy with the Jets. I feel the same way about Zach Wilson that I feel about Justin Fields, but just a little different. So for the Bears, Lowe talked about it earlier. The Bears don't have a great track record with quarterbacks, but at least with the Bears, he he has some sort of chance with the regime there. When you look at the Jets, I I, I like uh, Robert Sala. I almost called him Mo Sala, the soccer player. <laughs> but Robert Sala, he's a good head coach. I mean, he was a good coordinator, and you expect him to be a good head coach with the passion that he was there with. But obviously, he's not a he's not an offensive guy. He's a defensive guy, and I just I don't know if Zach Wilson is set up for success the same way I don't know if Fields is set up for success in. Chicago. So it's a great unknown. And the thing that bothers me the most about both of those players is I think that they came on late, right? Because the NFL's quarterback hungry. They came on late and they became first round draft picks through the season, through the, through the, the, the latest college football season. But when you watch both of them play, there's, there's not a lot about both of them that jumps out to me. I'll be very honest with you. It's particularly Zach Wilson. He came on strong in the end, but it's just, when you watch the tape, not a lot jumps out to me. When you watch Trevor Lawrence and even to an extent when you watch Trey Lance, those guys jump out to you as, okay, they can, they can possibly play in the NFL. I just don't see it with Zach Wilson. And unfortunately, he's with the Jets. So if you're a Jets fan, this is our podcast. Appreciate you for listening, but y'all know what your organization is. <laughs> y'all know where y'all are. So it's I, I, it's tough, man. I agree with you. And this is one thing that bothers me about the NFL. I, I do not put trust. There are very few quarterbacks I put trust in that your three or four-year career in college, you probably started the equivalent of a year and a half. So, And then your success or your first-round draft pick status is based off of having a phenomenal one year, your last year, whatever that year was, Right. And then you come into the NFL. I mean, that's what happened with Sam Darnold. That's what happened with uh, Josh Rosen. Uh, that whole draft class with Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold, I, I did not like that draft class. Because of this need and because of the position, we put so much, uh, well, these scouts and these pundits, they put so much status on these quarterbacks that I believe have no reason to be given this regal status. So that's something that bothers me. I didn't too much care for Zach Wilson to be drafted that high. I, I, I did not. From BYU he had an okay season the year before, and then last year came on strong just after, you know, attending quarterback camps and really working on his mechanics. But, I mean, is that going to translate? We'll see. I, do, I will say that I liked what the Jets did in that they picked up a quarterback, and then right afterwards with their next pick, because they had two first-round draft picks, they picked up um, an offensive guard. So I like that, Elijah Vera Tucker. So they picked up an offensive guard. So they said, hey, we're going to bring in a young, you know, talented guard to help protect our quarterback. So at least they did that right. But we'll see. I mean, just like you said, Justin Fields, I think, is in a better situation than, you know, our fellow, uh, you know, Jets rookie quarterback. He's in a, he's in a much better situation than he is. So we'll we'll see what happens, man. But I just I, – I really think they reached up for him. I really did. And we, we pretty much talked about the the main quarterbacks in this draft, and that's pretty much what the focus was to me during the whole draft is where are these quarterbacks going to go, what teams are going to go to. And I guess you guys kind of answered the question. You guys pretty much have said that you're picking the field over Trevor Lawrence. That's what I've heard, especially from Chris, 
because of the organization that he's going to. So when you look at Jacksonville and you look at the Jets, these are not two organizations that have been highly successful in, in the past years. And they haven't been successful as far as picking up quarterbacks either or, or draft picks in general. So I will have to go with the field as well as far as the quarterbacks. I don't know which one in particular. I'm not going to sit here and say that I've, I've seen every senior quarterback play in, in college. I've seen bits and pieces. But I think the main thing we did want to talk about are the quarterbacks that were drafted. I do want to hit on someone that I think is going to do quite well in the NFL. And this is probably one of my favorite picks. Um, Atlanta picked fourth and, and they got Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts to me is a monster. I think he is a monster in the making. When I look at him, he kind of reminds me of old boy from um, the Las Vegas Raiders. His name will lose me right now for some reason. I don't know why. But um, he kind of reminds me of, of that kind of a tight end that can be a game changer. He can be the best player on a, a football team. Uh, this is this has been the highest drafted tight end in NFL history as far as him going number four. So I, I look for big things for for Kyle Pitts. That's another very interesting pick to me, and, and I just think that he's he's pretty much a wide receiver playing tight end. You know, you look at Gronk; he was a big dude. You look at some of the great, like Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp was still a pretty big dude. You look at Tony Gonzalez; he was a big dude as well. They were athletic, but they're not athletic like Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is a, an athletic powerful tight end and i think that he's going to take the league by storm yeah he's he's clearly um most pundits put him as the best player like the best nfl ready player in the draft i get that right i just didn't understand the pick like i love the fact that they have matt ryan and they're going all in on matt ryan and they're going to put pieces around him to do better but i just if you're the falcons what does that do for you I just I I didn't understand it. If I had to be very honest with you, I understand he's the best player available in the draft, and and but that the NFL is not the NBA, right? In the NBA, you take the best player available, but the NFL uh, that may not always be the best decisions. I hope it works out for them, but I just I didn't get it. I don't know what it does for them. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Atlanta's going to score a lot of points, but they ain't going to be able to stop nobody. Thank you. Um, Thank but you. my some of my favorite moves were. I like the two receivers drafted in, in the top seven picks, right? You got Jamar Chase going to Bengals and Jalen Waddle going to the Miami Dolphins. Both wow. receivers now play with the quarterbacks that they play with in college. So when you talk about chemistry and, and the lack of success with first-year receivers, I think that's going to be huge because these two guys are going to be able to pick up where they left off in college with the quarterbacks that they play with. So I think that's pretty cool. Well, I, I'll say this. Um, yeah. I, I didn't like either pick, to be honest with yeah. you. I think both wide receivers are good players, but yeah. if you're the Bengals, you need way more than wide receivers right now. <laughs> I mean, you need offensive line. They're, the Bengals, had, they need work. The last thing they needed to do, I think, was to to do to, to, to get Jamar Chase at this point. I didn't think it made sense. And for the Dolphins, the exact same thing. Do they even believe in two attack of Lord? I don't think they do. So then they go ahead and draft a wide receiver when they could have used something on defense. They could they they could have done a number of other moves. And more importantly, I thought they why did they make the trade to leave the three position, give up a first round pick to get back in the sixth position just to draft a guy that was already going to be there? I, right. I really don't understand what the Dolphins are doing. I, I don't know. I got you. I mean, with especially with Joe Burrow. I mean, you had Panay Sewell there, which we all thought. Well, I, I thought that they were going to pick up because they definitely protect him. Protect, protect your exactly. asset. Yeah, protect exactly. your number one asset. Exactly. It looks like to them they went with whoever was best on their board. You talk about Rashawn Slater could have possibly gone to Miami in terms of protecting the quarterback. 
or you could have had the two uh, the two corners in J.C. Horn or Patrick Sertan. You could have had those available, but they probably just thought, hey, these are the best players on our board, and we just need more offensive power. Now, for my old man grumble of the day, I'm a little annoyed at the Denver Broncos because me and my Dallas Cowboys, we wanted Patrick Sertan. Pat Sertan, Rashawn Slater, or if Kyle Pitts slid, which nobody thought was going to happen to number 10, the Denver Broncos end up taking Pat, uh, Patrick Sertan right before we did. We needed the quarterback help. Obviously, we do need some linebacker help. So we, we, we went back and traded down with the Philadelphia Eagles, our nemesis. They went up and picked up Devontae Smith. But I'm a little aggravated that the Denver Broncos couldn't mind their own business and leave Pastor Tan to fall down one more slot so we can pick up our cornerback. So now we've got two Alabama quarterback uh, cornerbacks uh, in Trayvon Diggs and Pastor Tan to go ahead and stop them receivers for us. But I'm okay. I thought it was a little rich for us to go ahead and pick up Michael Parsons, but at least we traded down. We picked up an additional third-round pick, and now we've got a superstar uh, linebacker. I'm a little weary that he sat out last year, but, hey, it is COVID. He's got a young child. There were some issues, uh, some character issues that we were talking about, but I think the guy would be a, uh, an excellent pickup on our defense. I'm okay with it um, in that we moved down and picked up an additional pick. But I still think it was a little bit rich, but, you know, Denver, I'm a little bit, um, a little bit angry at you guys. Well, I don't be angry though. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you, this is this is on takedown. I, I, I think that the teams that take cornerbacks in the top ten, you clearly don't watch in a football because even the greatest cornerbacks they don't affect the game like that. You need more than just one cornerback on your defense. You need way more than that. So if you're picking in the top ten, that tells me that your team has problems. So if you're if you're going to pick a cornerback and you're picking in the top ten, it, it just tells me you don't understand the value. Uh, on the football team. There's certain impact positions that have very great value. If you have a great quarterback, think about Namdi Asamoah with the Raiders. He shut down one side of the field, and it didn't matter because the team was horrible. So if you're picking top 10, you're taking a cornerback. I, I don't get it, man. I just don't get it. I'm in agreement with you, but when you talk about, because it, for me, it's you go with pass rush first and then second impact like, players exactly I mean, you, you, but so, but so why would you take a cornerback in the top 10 unless your defense was already good right if you have a good defense already then you take a cornerback but if you're picking in the top 10 your defense we know your team's not good you're picking in the top 10 and this in this draft you didn't have those impact players you didn't have that impact defensive tackle you didn't have that pass rush there was no pass rusher in this draft that warranted being even picked up in the first round it wasn't back. until it will trade back, but that's you know. what you could do. You collect more picks. You don't take a cornerback in the first 10 picks. If you're, if you're top, if you're picking the top 10, your team's already boo-boo. Okay. Good for you. You have a good cornerback. Now, now what about the rest of your defense? Well, that's very true. But now if that quarterback, if that cornerback is rated on your board, if that cornerback is rated higher than any offensive player that you have at that point in time, then at that care. point, you go ahead you and take, you go ahead and take that cornerback. You move and then back. You can, because, because you can it does find nothing for you. No, you can find, because here's the thing, you can find linebackers all over the draft. You can find defensive tackles, at least in that first, second, you'd be lucky to find something in the third th third round. So you could find one of those positions in the second round. But in the in the NFL, if you're not picking a quarterback in the first, a cornerback in the first round, you're, you're going to be hard pressed to have a successful cornerback in the second, third, or even later rounds. That's very, very rare. So you've got to I go ahead and take that, that cornerback in the I top I definitely three. disagree with that. I disagree with that. I just do. I mean, you look at a team like the the Bucks who just won the who just won the Super Bowl. That's how you build it, man. You can have a. I'm not saying you don't pick players in the secondary, but 
not in the top 10 because it just it doesn't do anything for you. It just doesn't because your team's already not good. One of these, if ever, if y'all say, oh, Chris, where's Chris? That means that some team hired me. They need to hire me because some of these GMs don't watch football. Why would you do that to your team? I just, it blows my mind how many of these teams pick up these picks and it just doesn't make sense. Your team is boo-boo. You don't need a cornerback right now. Trade back, do whatever you got to do, but this cornerback will not help you. By the time they actually get to the point where they're elite, you're going to overpay them. Then what? Back at square one. Hey, that's very true. At the end of the day, you know, you go ahead and pick the best defensive player that is available at that point. So, I mean, what are you going to do at that point? I mean, if that's the best player available, and even if you do move back, I guess what Chris is trying to say is that you can find another cornerback that is maybe just as good, but you don't have to pay him as much if you move back. Because I don't see the the point in, in really, especially in this draft, of drafting a cornerback that high. None of the cornerbacks were that special to me to where you have to draft them in, in the top 10. I, that, I, I just didn't see it, me, me personally. And even if they are that special, you have to be a team that's on the verge of winning a championship there in order go. to pay that amount of money to that cornerback. These teams are already, like you said, in the top 10. I, I would not waste my funds or resources on, on this pick when I know it's not going to do much on the field. A defensive player in general, you just talked about it, though. There's not a lot of pass-rushing defensive players in this draft, or there weren't really any. And I think that's more valuable to your team than a cornerback. And none of these quarterbacks, let's be let's be real, none of these quarterbacks are shut down quarterbacks, right? And right. Even if they, by the time they develop to be that, it will be three or four years down the line when, you hey, know, hey. you might have to pay him more money. Well, no, so not I, I kind of going to have to. You're going to have to. You're going to have to pay him more money. So I kind of, I kind of can see where Chris is coming from. I see where you're coming from too, low. If that is the best player available, then yeah, I see that. That's you're going to have to pick that player. But yeah, as far I, as the teams I, we're I, mentioning, yeah. As far as the teams we're mentioning, though, it does them no good. Yeah. Like you would, you would, you would be better off tr- trading down, maybe getting an extra pick. And picking two more players than go. picking that that cornerback. That's that's go. how I feel about and, that. And and that's and that's why I was even going against the Falcons for getting Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts can be phenomenal, but he's is he the difference between them getting to the Super Bowl? I could be wrong. Maybe they get to the Super Bowl this year, and I'm like, you know what? That was the difference. <laughs> but I just for a team like that, I love that they support Matt Ryan. I just don't understand the pick. I just like Kyle Pitts in general. I think he's a. He's going to be an absolute monster. I don't, I don't know what it is about you know the the tight ends that can that can do it all like that. Them I just, Florida tight ends, I, them Florida tight yeah, ends, they legit, yeah. man. Yeah, yes sir, yes sir. Yeah, I mean they're 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 definitely legit. I mean I, I didn't have a problem with it with the Kyle Pitts situation. I mean they they Atlanta needs so much help. I mean what what is Atlanta to do? What is Atlanta right. to do? They need so Start much over. help. They, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Start over. Pretty much. Um, what they're doing? But yeah, I mean. Yeah, this 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 particular draft was there was a dearth in superstars in terms of defensive. Your big guys are front. There was just not enough talent to go there. When you talk about the Cowboys per se, I mean, for me, if there was a if there was a pass rusher, if there's a defensive tackle that was worth it, those guys that were there, even in the latter rounds, because you have some defensive ends that were picked up that I didn't really necessarily care for. There just weren't anybody special. I would rather have the cornerbacks that were here. One, especially in Sertan, who has the pedigree, who's the most ready to play right now. These guys that were picked up, you have, you're talking about Quiddy Pay. You're talking about another guy from, uh, from Florida. I forget his name. 
Jalen Phillips, who I didn't really, uh, who played at Miami. You have, I'm looking at right now, Gregory Rosal from Miami as well. I mean, the, I wouldn't have picked up any, to get, any of these guys, even if I traded back. So what else are you going to do besides picking up somebody on offense? What other offensive player do, do, do the Cowboys need? Yeah, they could have picked up Rashawn Slater and just continued to build that offensive line. But you've got to have and spend capital. I'm just talking about for my team. You've got to spend quality, uh, quality capital, uh, capital on a quality player and go ahead and set that position aside and worry about the rest of your, uh, worry about the rest of your defense. So what else are you going to do in that situation? So it's just a matter of take the best defensive player that's available or trade back and, and waste a first round pick on somebody who's not special to begin with. Nah, I ain't doing that, man. Man, that's a, that's a life that these, GMs and owners have to live. They have to live by the, the picks they make. And it's, it's easy for us to sit back here now and, and analyze everything after it's happened. But right. when you're on that clock and, and maybe the person you wanted initially is gone, is taken off the board, and now you're on that clock and you're trying to decide who you're trying to you pick. You guys have played Madden. Yeah, you got to be ready. But you've got, you guys have played Madden before. I played Madden franchises a billion times, and I've had to yeah. press that reset button because my guy was taken. So I, I'm <laughs> tipping the reset button, and I go back, and I put myself in this position to get the guy that I want. And I always cheat. I always look at the ratings before the draft comes. So, I mean, I know how hard it's going to be uh, in real life looking at all these players and, tr- and trying to decide what's best for your franchise. I mean, it, it can be very difficult. But we're not going to go over every single pick in the draft, but that's just kind of a, a little tidbit of our analysis uh, of the draft and the quarterbacks and some of our favorite picks there. Let's stay in the NFL, though, and let's talk about a quarterback that's in Green Bay. That is Aaron Rodgers. He is now a newly disgruntled quarterback. At first, you already know we had Deshaun Watson, then we had Russell Wilson, and now Aaron Rodgers is now this front of quarterback, and he's saying that he wants out of Green Bay. Green Bay is saying they want no part of that. They want to keep him there. And now Aaron Rodgers has gone as far as what I'm hearing to say that he may consider retiring. What are you guys' opinion on what's going on right now in Green Bay? Green Bay has everything that has happened in Green Bay they've done to themselves. Last season, they took a quarterback in the first round in Jordan Love when they knew they needed some offensive help for uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. And they took a quarterback, and it made no sense. Everybody was confused, and we're all still confused why they took that player. No offense to him. I mean, he's a, I'm sure he's a wonderful young man, but I just didn't understand it. I didn't understand it. And then what happened last season? They ran out of weapons. They ran out of weapons, and they had a chance to go get a guy like a Will Fuller Prior to the trade deadline, we know what happened to Will Fuller, though. Good thing, <laughs> good news they didn't get him because he got buzzed for PEDs or steroids or whatever it was. But the point is they just – because Aaron Rodgers is so good, they just believe he can pull them out of any situation. And I firmly believe, and I've said it multiple times on this podcast, if they would have had another impact player against the Buccaneers, they could have went to the Super Bowl. They just didn't have enough impact players around Aaron Rodgers to get to the Super Bowl, and Tom Brady did. So the fact that uh, Aaron Rodgers wants to leave the Packers is no surprise to me because they put themselves in this position. And we both know, I think we all know, he's probably not going anywhere. But the fact that you have this guy coming out and saying, in fact, I'm ready to leave and retire if you guys don't get me out of here. We don't know if that's true or not, but 
This is all the doing and the making of the Packers organization. And Brett Favre has to be sitting somewhere, even though he's not on my list of great people right now with some of the stuff he says, you know, outside of football. But just leave it in, in football. He has to be sitting somewhere saying, I told you, Aaron, I told you they do the same thing they did to me. They're going to do it to you. <laughs> oh, it is rich. man. But all the, all the quarterbacks right now need to be taking notes on what's going on. Because I think that sometimes we just talked about the GMs because of the draft. They kind of get, I want to say they get kind of full of themselves and what they're doing for the organization. And as soon as they're not looking at the bigger picture, they're not looking at the right now. You have arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks to play the game. And you're thinking about the future of the organization? I mean, and that's what a lot of these quarterbacks are griping about. They're looking at what Tom Brady did. He left because New England would not putting more pieces around he's like okay you don't want to do that i'm going to go somewhere and orchestrate a team that's built around me and i'm going to win another championship and that's what he did and i think a lot of these quarterbacks need to be looking into what's going on with tom brady if your organization is not looking to build around you this and this is obviously if you're a big time quarterback right we're talking about the patrick mahomes we're talking about lamar jackson's we're talking about you know, uh, um, Tom, Tom Brady's of the world, Aaron Rodgers of the world, Russell Wilson's of the world. They're looking at that and they're saying, if this team is not going to build around me and give me the best possible chance to win a championship, then I'm going to bounce. And I think that's going to change as far as the future is concerned, how these quarterbacks negotiate their contracts as well. They're good. All quarterbacks now, if you're a top tier quarterback, they're going to have a no trade clause. A1, no doubt. Because Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a no no trade clause. But I was surprised to hear. He does not have that. I think now all quarterbacks who are, you know, elite quarterbacks only have that on their list. Because if it comes to a point where the organization is not looking out for your your best, then they're gonna dip. They're gonna go somewhere else where, where they are. And and low. Are they gonna go somewhere to... else where they have where they have or are they gonna go somewhere else where they have more control of their destiny? Yeah, and, and just to jump in real quick, you mentioned it teams building around their players. I talk about being confused about the Atlanta Falcons pick of the tight end and Kyle Pitts, but it kind of goes along with this. The, the Falcons are basically saying, he's our guy and we're going to build around him. We don't care. Even if, we look, even if it looks like a reach, I don't care. We're going to build around our guy. And the Packers, I think most people would agree. In fact, everyone would agree that Matt Ryan is not as good as a quarterback as an Aaron Rodgers. And the Falcons are coming out and committing to him. So if Aaron Rodgers, even last night seeing that pick, he had to been dumbstruck. Like, bruh, they're doing that for him. Like, what, why aren't the Packers doing this for me? Yeah, Um yeah, this this is this is tough. I mean, this really this started when what was it? I think the Green Bay GM or CEO or whatnot, you know, told Aaron Rodgers, "Hey, don't don't be a problem." You didn't involve Aaron Rodgers and 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 <laughs> you didn't involve him in, in hiring a coach. You went and did that. Um, that annoyed him. Um, he's already going through the situation that he went through with Mike McCarthy. Uh, Mark McCarthy ends up, ends up getting fired. Now you tell Aaron Rodgers, "Don't be a problem." You're bringing a coach who's now taking his hard line against Aaron Rodgers. Um, then you go and draft the quarterback when your man needs weapons. He needs more offensive weapons. And you you go and draw you draft a quarterback in the first round, which 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 for me, if you're gonna draft a player in the first round, that player needs to be starting. That player needs to be playing sixty to seventy five percent of the stat, snaps in his first in his rookie year. So you waste the first round draft pick. Who's going to sit on the bench behind uh, Aaron Rodgers? Who's still playing great quarterbacking um, at the at his age? You know whether you're trying to look for his replacement or not. I don't think last year was the time to do it. 
Um, and then at this point, he's ready to go. I'm not mad at him. Apparently, there were negotiations to restructure his quarterback, uh, his uh, his uh, his contract. salary, his contract. Yeah, I think even as reports that he even refused an extension. I think they offered him an extension. He refused as well. The dude's done. And I think probably he thought that you know the 49ers might trade for him or something. I think there was some rumblings about that. But I mean, right now with the draft where it is, I mean, he's pretty much a sitting duck. I don't know where he can go. Is he going to, he's too competitive to retire. I don't see that happening. He's way too competitive to retire. So that's not going to be an option. Agreed. Um, so where's he going to go? He's got no choice, but to sit in green Bay and will his way to a championship. Will your way to a championship Aaron Rodgers? Because that's the only thing you can do at this point. Um, you played Tampa last year. You lose in the, in the NFC, uh, conference, uh, NFC Conference uh, Championship game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, because the Buccaneers decide to take out Devontae Adams and you've got no one else to really throw to. And there's still a dearth of talent in that receiving core. You know, Green Bay, I think they're just taking a necessary hard line against Aaron Rodgers. You need to build around your quarterback while he still has the ability to still play the game at a very high level and try to win the championship. They're not doing that. I don't understand why it doesn't make sense. I'm really questioning what the Green Bay Packers are doing. Mm-hmm. As much as we're questioning what they're doing, they're, they've been just as successful as any other organization besides the New England Patriots, right? E- even though we're questioning what they're doing. Because we look at the great quarterbacks, we talked about this many times, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and, and, and other quarterbacks, they only have one to two championships under their belt. So we are questioning what they're doing, but as far as them building for the future, it, it might be something that they just look at and be like, hey, we've got to do this because they're, all the other quarterbacks are in the same category if their names aren't Tom Brady. But just like I mentioned earlier, these quarterbacks are going to look at what Tom Brady is doing and say, okay, you guys don't want to build around me. I'm going to go somewhere else and I'm going to get weapons that best suit me so that I can build my legacy. So I think it's kind of a, it's almost like a war going on between the owners and GMs and these elite quarterbacks right now. Cause they, they quarterbacks want certain things. Russell Wilson wants something. He wants his offensive line to protect him. He wants more weapons because he's never really had a number one wide receiver in his career in Russell Wilson. And then you look at what Aaron Rodgers is going through. He's doing the same thing. He's not gained the kind of weapons that he needs to compete with a Tom Brady. I mean, it's it's pretty interesting stuff right there. I don't see Aaron Rodgers leaving Green Bay. I think this is almost a little bit of a ploy too, just to get a, a, a new contract or a contract extension as well. So we'll see how it plays out. But it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens between Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. All right, our last topic of discussion, we're going to dive into the NBA a little bit, and we're going to do something called Contenders or Pretenders. So the first team on this list was actually called a pretender by Charles Barkley. And even though Charles Barkley always says some stuff and he always says a lot of stuff, some of the stuff that he says are facts. But I want to ask you guys if if it's a fact that the L.A. Clippers are pretenders. Because that's what Charles Barkley said. He said the L.A. Clippers are pretenders. There's a silence there, and I, I wanted it to play for our, our, our listeners to hear this. Anybody that thinks the Clippers are pretenders, 
I just don't understand. <laughs> They're not pretenders, and I really have nothing else to say about it. They're not. They're definitely contenders. I mean, don't I, do I it, low. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think about this team right now. <laughs> I don't. Um, <laughs> you sound disgruntled, man. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you know what? You know what, though? That's that's perfect. What Lowe is doing right there is absolutely perfect to describe the L.A. Clippers. And for Charles Barkley to even come out and say that, it's almost like anybody that's rooting for the Clippers or has any idea what the Clippers are doing, they kind of have a hangover. Because I was big on the Clippers last year. Yeah, I was saying this is a team that's going to go up against the L.A. Lakers and contend for a championship. And they totally messed that up against the Denver Nuggets. So I can't just sit here and say that I'm 100% sure that they're going to make a run for the NBA title. I'm not 100% sure that they're going to make it past the second round. Because they still have Paul George. As great as Paul George is in the regular season, he flaked in the playoffs last year. And Kawhi Leonard, that magical run that he had with the Toronto Raptors, he had a really good team built around him, and he was able to hit some big shots in that run. Don't get me wrong, he was. But he was nowhere to be found last year in the playoffs. He was not as bad as Paul George, but he was bad. And because Paul George was so bad, no one talks about how bad Kawhi Leonard was last year in the playoffs. Now they have Rajon Rondo. Changes They're hoping everything. that Rajon Rondo... Rajon changes everything. He, yeah, I understand that he does kind of change everything he does get them that leadership they're looking for he does kind of give them that identity of, of of that team they're looking for he builds chemistry with that team i understand that but the stench of last year is still there and the way low was responding to that that's part of that stench the stench of last year you can still smell it rajar rondo is the the air freshener right he's there but there's still you still the stench still lingers around there from last year i like that analogy but they're not pretenders. <laughs> you know, while you're uh, talking, though, I had to go back and look at their last, uh, what they've done so far in April. Let's see. I mean, they, on the two-game losing streak, they lost to the New Orleans Pelicans and the uh, Phoenix Suns. Before that, they were on quite the winning streak. Um, they lost, I think, in overtime to the 76ers uh, last week or two weeks ago. They've had an efficient April. So they're they're actually playing pretty strong right now, despite the two game losing streak. No, uh, we both know that April don't matter, bro. Yeah, we both no, know I, that April don't matter. No, 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 no. I, I I get you. I get you. But it's about it's about maintaining a winning consistency, you know, and getting on a roll by the time the playoffs hit. So I get what you're saying. I mean, they're at a forty four what forty three and twenty one record. I think they're playing pretty decently. So long story short, I, I, I'm going to say they are they are contenders. I don't think they're pretenders. Let's just keep it together. You know, when we get to the playoffs and let's take care of business and let's see what we do in the uh, conference championship game. So you guys are saying that they're contenders. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm saying it. Okay. Do they have to go to the Western Conference Finals to prove what you're saying to be right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah must. So right now they're the third seed. Right now they're the third seed, right? Yeah. And the Lakers are a fifth seed. Yeah. So the Lakers will be playing Denver in the first round. If, it, if things stay the way they are, they could potentially face the Lakers in the second round of the playoffs. They better beat them. So, all right. And so it, when I look at it that way. Well, I mean, right now. now I'm, I'm it, saying. You said, you, I thought you said they're the three seed, right? They're the three they are seed. The three right seed, right? And the, the Lakers they, are the five playing, seed. They be playing Dallas, matter of fact, right now. No, no, no. I no, get no, that. No, yeah, I'm saying right now they're the three seed. The Clippers are the three seed and the Lakers are the five seed. 
Yeah, let's, let's just say the Lakers drop because there's only one game between. I'm just saying potentially when everything ends, okay, they could you. be looking at a second round matchup with the Lakers. Okay. Right now, if it stays the same, it, they, they won't be playing the Lakers. But yeah. the Lakers could drop to number six or whatever because there's only really a half one game between all these teams. Yeah. So you guys are saying no matter who they face in the second round, for you guys to be proven right as they as the L.A. Clippers being contenders, they have to get to the Western Conference Finals at least. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and I, and yeah. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but that's that's the reality of their situation. They have to get to the Conference Finals. I don't care who they yeah. play. They could play the, the Lakers in the first round. They could play the Nets, which is impossible in the first round. I don't care. <laughs> they better get to the Conference Finals. No, I'm, I'm with you. No, I, I agree with you. They're in the same boat as the Brooklyn Nets are. If you're going to sign all them superstars, you better find a way to win the championship. It better, it better be a Brooklyn Nets and LA Clippers matchup. I don't, I don't really care if the LA, uh, if the Lakers make it to the finals. They just won one last year. It's okay if you lose. It is okay if you don't win one this year. But the Clippers, with the amount of capital and the amount of money and the number of superstars that you have on their team, you bet, they better find their way in that finals, uh, in that, uh, NBA finals matchup. They're gonna find their way in there. Um, you should, if it stays the way it is, you should be, <laughs> I, bro, I, bro, you should beat the matter. I didn't say nothing the about the NBA right finals. Now. I said the conference finals. I'm, I'm, I don't, no, I don't have I'm, faith in them like that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, me, but, I don't but, either. But Chris, but I'm, just, I'm just saying, you say, you say, no, but what are y'all saying? What are y'all saying then? If you're saying they're contenders, then you're saying that you, they should be able to get to the NBA final. That's what a contender is. No, a, a contender, contender is a contender, a contender for the title. No, I disagree. A contender is a team that you expect to get to the conference finals. That's there. There are four contenders, right? If you get to the conference finals, then you're a contender, right? Even if we don't believe you, you're a contender. So it's a conference. What does that finals mean, though, Chris? What does that mean? That means that means you get to the conference finals for a title. To the final. You're contending for a title. Sure. I'm definitely, I definitely agree with that, but I, I, I guess we're, what I'm saying is it's not a disappointing season if they lose in the conference finals. That's what I'm saying. No, I don't think that's a disappointing season if they lose in the conference finals. I, I, don't, I don't think it is. You, what, whichever finals, whether it's conference finals or for me, I'm particularly saying NBA finals. Okay, y'all, 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 y'all are confusing me. You're confusing me a little bit, though, because, I mean, so the Lakers, the Lakers don't make it, it's okay. If the Clippers don't make it, it's okay. If Denver doesn't make it to the finals, it's okay. So there, there's not whoa, one team. Well, low, 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 low did say that I if the said, Lakers don't make it, he, yeah, that you that they should they should not be disappointed about not making it. You yeah. said the same thing about the Lakers and the Clippers. No, so, okay. so that means no team in the Western Conference should be disappointed about not making it to the finals. Okay, I see what I see what you're doing here. So here, let's 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 correct. Hey, you did this to yourself, player. No, 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 no. I stand. No, I stand by what I said. I said the Lakers, for me, the Lakers just won a championship last year. It is okay to have a championship hangover. I'm not concerned about the Lakers going to whatever finals. I'm not concerned about that. The Clippers, the Lakers just won one. But the L.A. Clippers, with the amount of talent and the amount of money and the number of superstars, you better find your way in that uh, Western Conference Finals. You better find a way to get, get into that NBA Finals. You better find a way okay. to do both. That's, that's what I'm saying for the L.A. Clippers. 
So for me, it's 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 not necessarily they don't have to win the championship, but you better find your way in that championship game because it is your time to do it. You better take advantage of where the, uh, of of how weak right now the LA uh, Lakers are. You better take advantage of that. I'm not looking past the Denver Nuggets. I'm not necessarily looking past the Phoenix Suns, but you have all the experience, you have all the superstars, you have the championship pedigree. They better find a way to get into that championship game. That's what I'm saying about the Clippers. Mm. What I will say about the Western Conference is that the gap is a lot closer than people think. I think that the Phoenix Suns, uh, they might be a problem. Watch out they for Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers. Is that, Chris Chris is always that, on that stuff, bro. He's <laughs> <laughs> always on that stuff, bro. I was, I was waiting on the... I was waiting on the punch. Oh, oh, man. You always you always like poo-pooing on. We'll talk about Dame some other day. I'm pretty sure we'll, we'll mention his name again someday because when playoff time comes around, he's a real playoff. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, know, you when it, comes, when it comes to hitting that game winner in the first round of the playoffs, I mean, shutting down the first round, <laughs> Dame is your guy. That's your guy. Yeah, 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 yeah that's a bad thing. Okay. I'm telling you, man. I'll take that The front of the playoffs, that boy Dane got that on lock. Hey, a lot of players would take that. A lot of players would take that. All right. So let's talk about another team, this same team in the Western Conference, the Phoenix Suns. Are they contenders or are they just pretenders? Pretenders. Pretenders. P-R-E-T-E-N-D-E-R-S. Pretenders. Pretenders, right? Mm. Absolute Mm. pretenders. Mm. May lose in the first round pretenders. Don't buy them at all, pretenders. Don't buy this team at all. But what this does tell you, that I believe they're pretenders, but that tells you as a number one seed potential in the Western Conference, Chris Paul, I'm fully there now. I'm all the way there. I believe that Chris Paul should win the MVP of the NBA. I've, I'm all the way there now. I'm all the way there because that team is the biggest pretender maybe in the history of the NBA. You know what I'm going to call it? They're the biggest pretender in the history of the NBA. So that means wow. that means Dame and Portland is going to beat him in the first round, basically, as you're saying. Hey man, Damon Lillard's raw in the first round. Well, don't mess with Damon Lillard in that first round. I don't. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> uh, my stance isn't as strong as I, I'm not as uh, strong on this opinion as I was again <laughs> with the uh, with the Clippers. Um, they're they're enticing. Uh, they're somewhat of a Cinderella story, um, but forget it. They're they're pretenders. Um, let's 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 win a couple of series and, and let's see what happens. But uh, no, nah, they're pretenders. I don't think they have the experience. Um, they ain't been together long enough. They don't have that championship pedigree like everybody else does, like the field does. Um, yeah, they're, they're they're pretenders. If they can what do it, talking, over, what are you talking about the field? Like the field does. The only team that has championship pedigree is the, the, the Lakers. Well, well I mean, you have, you have you have Denver that reached the West Finals last year. Thank you. But, yeah. Okay. But they don't have, have no, they don't have have no championship Lakers, pedigree, they, though. They've come back down from no, no, two have, series, have, down 3-1. They got but, and then they lost to – they don't have Jamal lost, Murray. We already okay, agreed me, that without Jamal Murray, they can't do anything. They don't me, have Jamal me, Murray. I will kind of agree with you guys if you had Jamal Murray, but they don't have him. Okay, so hold on. Hold on. Before before we go any further than this, so go ahead and say with your chest. Oh, and you're saying that the Phoenix Suns are contenders or they're going to the Western Conference Finals. Why do you always do this? I just no, no, because you coming. On, I'm, you a, I'm, elab- I'm elaborating. I'm elaborating on the phrase that he said. He said that the other teams have championship pedigree, but really, it's only one team that has championship pedigree in the Lakers that won it last year. There's no other team in the Western Conference that you should have confidence in in going to the championship. So That's, what are you saying? Okay, so you're fact. saying the Phoenix Suns okay. are contenders? 
Are you saying the Phoenix okay, Suns are contenders? I'm just elaborating on what low. I'm just no, elaborating on low. I'm asking you a question, bro. Are no, you no, saying no, the no, Phoenix no, Suns are contenders? Let let low. I'm trying to I'm trying to decide what low where low is going. That's what I'm, I'm going to let low finish, and now I'm going to give you what I'm going to say. This calm down, Chris. Okay, hey, you okay, hype, okay, bro. Okay, you okay, too hype. Go ahead, low. Say what you guys. I'm I'm disagreeing with you saying on that on that part. Let me provide a little bit more context, and let me rephrase. So, there are a few teams that have players who have won championships and have an idea of what winning a championship is like, okay? You've got some players on the L.A. Clippers that have won some championships. You have the L.A. Lakers that have a few players that have won championships. You do have a player. Um, well, I don't think Phoenix has anybody that's won a championship. Utah, I don't think anybody. No, there's, no, there's, there's nothing else. The L.A. So, teams, that's it. Okay. We talk about okay. Rajon Rondo. Okay. We talk about okay. Kawhi Leonard. That's it. However, however, you do have plenty of teams, even in the top 10, that have players that have plenty of playoff success. Yeah. Plenty. Oh, okay. You have you have a lot of that. So let me rephrase. Okay, Maybe see, there we go. There we go, Low. That's what I want to hear. That's, that's a lot better. Okay. Exactly. Right. Okay. So I appreciate you nitpicking my comments. I, I, oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't know why you even gave this man the validation. I wouldn't no, have no, done that because we no, understood what you were saying. No, no, it's, I just want to hear quite, this man say it with his chest. All no, the no, Phoenix quite, Suns okay. going to the NBA Finals. No, it's you coming right. No, 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 Chris. This is not this is not about low. This ain't about big low. This is about <laughs> our fans and our listeners. Okay? Because there's gonna be a handful thank of people. Like, thank, thank you, Low. Thank you, Low. So I'm gonna provide Exactly, Low. Thank you, Low. Thank you, Low. See, Chris, Chris somewhere else. He don't understand, but I, I'm glad you understand, Low. No, no, you know what, man. Low, Low, you know what? I thought we was rocking, man. So both of y'all, both of y'all crazy. You know what? You know what? You know what? We we look. You won't base them out. I'm saying on my chair. We ain't doing this today. I am. I'm not having this for both of you guys. So you understand me? We ain't doing this today. So I'm going to continue with what I'm talking about. So Owen, you can go ahead and finish your stop process. All right. Now, the Phoenix Suns are pretenders. No, don't, don't, don't you do that. The Phoenix Suns are pretenders. Let me see you win a series against either the Memphis Grizzlies or the Portland Trailblazers, or somehow the Dallas Mavericks slide all the way down, let's see you get out of the first round between those teams. And then once you're done with that, let's see if you can beat either the Denver Nuggets or the L.A. Lakers or the L.A. Clippers, whoever plays after that. Let's see what happens at that point before we start talking about your contenders. Right now, mm-hmm. the Phoenix Suns are pretenders. Okay, yeah, and I, I agree with both of you. I think the Phoenix Suns are definitely pretenders. Until they can prove that they can win in the playoffs, there's no reason for them to be contenders. We already know Chris Paul's history and his playoff history. I know that some of it has been due to injury that he wasn't able to get as far as he would like. And we already know what happened with the Phoenix Suns last year. They won eight in a row. Okay, whatever. But you still weren't able to make the playoffs. And there are a collection of players there that just don't have playoff experience. The reason that you guys said that the L.A. Clippers are contenders is because they do have some championship pedigree on that team when you talk about Kawhi Leonard and able to lead the Toronto Raptors to a title he has championship pedigree when you talk about Rajon Rondo and what he did with the Boston Celtics and with the Lakers last year he has championship pedigree so that's why it's not ludicrous to say that the um, LA Clippers are contenders but as far as being contenders right now in the Western Conference I only see two teams as being contenders and that's the Lakers and and that's the Clippers, and that's because they have championship pedigree. All the other teams in the West just don't have it yet. I know the Denver Nuggets went all the way to the Western Conference Finals last year. I know they did that, but they weren't able to get over the hump, and they lost a key player that helped them get to that run last year in Jamal Murray. So I just don't think that they they have it either to get to the, the, the finals or anywhere close to the finals. 
So I'll go ahead and say they're pretenders as well. Good stuff, guys. Chris is always getting on me about Dame Litter. I don't know why he does that. But don't worry, though. Once once Cam starts throwing them picks next season, I'll get on YouTube <laughs> okay. when Cam does that. I, I I will definitely get on you about that. But I'm not I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, I think he's going to throw picks. I think he's going to actually do pretty well when doing them next year. I'm kind of rooting for him to do anyway. So I'll take a, a slight left turn on that. Okay. Unlike some people, just, just want to hate all their life. <laughs> just don't be a hater all your life, Chris. Hey, man, I'm not a hater. I just speak facts. <laughs> hey, not for the people that here listen to this show. Like, why is Chris always hate on you? Oh, I don't know, dog. I don't know. Dog. You always bring up all these stories about him beating you on one and all this stuff. You talking to your wife? <laughs> hey, she's a person, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if this is your first time... Listen to us on this podcast. Please subscribe. You can do it on the website, newchannelsports.net. You can also do that on any major podcast platform available. If you want to search us out, it's New Channel Sports, spelled New Channel. No, spelled N-U, Channel Sports. Um, Also, give us a follow on Instagram, on Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube as well. Check us out on Afro Vibes TV. Download that Roku app so you can see our wonderful faces there. Also, we have some marvelous content throughout the all over the place. So let's just check us out. If you want to interact with us, we will be doing a couple of things here in the future that allows our listeners to interact with us. We will be talking sports topics with our listeners. If you want to do that, the first step to doing that is to follow us on Podbeam. And then we will send you an invite so that you can discuss whatever sports topic it is that we we have in store so you can talk with O-N-Y, the phenomenal one, Chris, and Big Low. You guys got anything else for me? Yes, sir, man. Just reiterated, me and Lowe came up with this. It's in honor of our host, our fearless leader, Oenyi's birthday. We will be giving away prizes on right. Podbean. We don't even know the, how we're going to do it yet, but it's going to happen. So please subscribe to Podbean. Jump on that, and it's going to get popping on there, man. It's going to get popping. Hey, man. Big ups to uh, 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 big ups to old man. Happy birthday to you, dog. You know, you're getting younger and younger 50, every day, man. Boy, boy 55. <laughs> Five. Don't don't be adding years to my age, bro. <laughs> don't, don't do that, dog. Why you why you do that, dog? Look at this guy. Oh, you say fifty five? That means he's older than Shannon Sharp, dog. Come on, man. Old as hell, <laughs> you bro. You tripping, dog? You tripping? Yeah, I ain't I ain't that old. Oh, <laughs> uh, we are out though. Y'all crazy, man. Thanks for listening to the New Channel Sports Podcast. If you like the show, feel free to leave a comment and a five-star rating. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelt in you, channelsports.net. Got a sports-related question for the crew? Just leave a voicemail on our website. Till next time, have a good one and stay safe out there.